Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey guys, you're on air with Ella, sort of. It's Ella, but today I'm sharing with you an interview that I did actually as a guest on another show. I was very honored to be invited to the What Up Doc University podcast by Dr. Mike Okouchi. And the What Up Doc University podcast has a lot of topics on it that I like to share with you guys on this show. And Dr. Mike invited me on his show to talk about specific tips, specific motivation, and specific strategies for people who are really, really busy but still want to incorporate wellness into their lifestyle or frankly want to but don't and we start the interview actually with a little bit of background about me that includes things that I haven't shared on this show so the first few minutes are Mike and I talking about my background and what led me to on air with Ella and the rest of the episode gets into really really specific tips for busy people like you so let's get right to it and if you want to learn more about Dr. Mike you can go to his website which is What Up Doc University. That's W H A D D U P, like the cartoon. What Up Doc? WhatUpDocUniversity.com. You can check out his podcast there or learn more all about Dr. Mike. We had a good time. I hope you enjoy it and I hope you have some great takeaways from this show. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Today, we have a special guest with us. You guys are going to love her. We are on the air with Ella, Elizabeth Lucas Averett. She's a creator and the host of one of my favorite shows, one of my uh, favorite podcasts. And I, I, I just ran across it going on iTunes. And I was like, hey, look at this podcast. And I, and I checked it out. And there were some amazing guests on there. So let me read, read you a little bit about Ella from her website on airwithella.com. She says, who am I? Well, I'm a busy person just like you. I want to live long and live strong, and I don't want to obsess about it. I don't want to rely on the expiring resource that is willpower. I want a lifestyle that works. I want my red wine, my dark chocolate, and I still want to bounce a quarter off my abs. I don't want to look good for my age. I want to get better every day, every year. I want to track my progress and help you with yours. I'm not a fitness professional nor a health professional. I'm a full-time business owner, part-time triathlete, a woman with a family who has a lot of responsibility, just like you. I do not have all the answers, and I will never be finished, and that is the fun. That sounds like the average person taking her time to be above average. So, Ella, are you there? I'm here, Dr. Mike. How are you? I'm doing well. And... You know, just reading through your bio, um, that sounds like all of our listeners, you know, even myself included. I I, I don't want to be average. I, I want to get better with age. And that's the thing, right? You need to look at a, a lot of our society and they just kind of succumb. They just kind of be average and they're, they're kind of just looking at life and saying, ah, this is just my life and uh, I'll get old and sick and that's just my lot, you know, and but you're you're not focused on that, right? 
Well, honestly, my allergy to the status quo is why I started the On Air with Ella podcast to begin with. So as you said, and I crack up every time I hear that bio read, so I have to laugh at the the idea of bouncing a quarter off my abs right now. But. Hey, that's a good, that, 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 that's a good uh, goal. <laughs> but in any case, we all have dreams. Yeah. So in any case, I am, uh, I, I'm getting back there. You know, it's, it's about to, it's spring. It's about to be triathlons season again, and I am raring to go. But in any case, the motivation for me behind this passion project of mine, which is on Air with Ella podcast and uh, and the blog, is to actually remind us that we were all made to be extraordinary. And as you said, as we get older, just life happens. And that that feeling that we're unique or special, it gets dampened and diluted or, you know, explicitly suppressed by things that might happen in our life. And I want to break people out of that. If I can do nothing more than help people remember that we're designed to be amazing, that we're designed to feel good, and that if we can take care of ourselves first, it will equip us to uh, perform better and achieve more in life and serve our families better and serve our professions better. You know, that's what I'm here to do. That's what motivates me. Wow. So, I'm very interested in, in the triathlete part. How long have you been doing triathlons? Oh, I started, my son is 14 now. And I think I started when he was three or four. Um, so when he, when he got out of that infant baby stage and started to be just the tiniest bit more autonomous, I was really, really looking for something to do. And uh, uh, so I, I signed up on a whim for this short little, what's called a sprint triathlon. And that was, I guess that was about 10 or 11 years ago and many, 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 any races since. So the average person signs up for a game online or, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, a knitting class or whatever. So you on a whim go straight to a triathlon. That's <laughs> that's funny right there. I think I may have accepted it as a dare. Um, <laughs> wow. I am. Uh, I'm pretty easy to motivate uh, by fear. Um, and I think somebody I think somebody dared me to do it. And I did it. And I have to warn you, they're addictive. So approach with caution. But yeah, I love the idea of doing you know, I'm not I'm not a psychotic runner. I'm not a de dedicated cyclist. And I'm not, you know, a, I'm not a top 5% swimmer. What as it turns out, I'm pretty good at doing all three in the same event. So actually being able to complete all three without being particularly gifted in any has turned out to be its own gift. So yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm still competing and I'm staying competitive and, you know, like to finish on the podium if I can. Awesome. So take us back to, you know, pre pre podcast, take us back to like, how did you get to this point where, you know, you're doing your podcast and, and, you know, trying to juggle your professional life and family life and all that kind of stuff. Take us through that. Oh, goodness. Well, if there's a right way to do it or a linear way to do it, I would not have a clue what either of those looked like. I am a <laughs> businesswoman by trade. Okay. I, I started a company in 2003, in January of 2003. So I want full credit for the year. Um, <laughs> started a consulting practice and now specialize, um, well, I should say I focus primarily in the aerospace industry. So I have this whole corporate existence and this this business that I built with my partner. And, you know, that's, that's now an established business and it takes 
takes a great deal of our time and I have a real heart for business. Like I love it. I, I love working with small business owners. I love working in the large global corporations that I work with. And so that's a whole big area of my life and it's where what I'm trained in. I went to business school, et cetera, et cetera. Somewhere in there, as I mentioned, I sort of rediscovered my inner athlete. So I did not mm. set the world on fire in athletics in high school. I was not, <laughs> you know, I wasn't running around in a varsity letter, but I started, you know, as you start to get busy with life and your profession, and I started to sort of watch what was happening. And and I say this now in retrospect. Um, so obviously, obviously I wasn't so conscious of it at the time, but you start to see as you proceed through your 20s and then your 30s, you start to see we adults kind of separating into two factions. And I'm way oversimplifying Dr. Mike for the purposes of this illustration, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. humor me here. Yeah. You start to see the group that takes care of themselves and you see the group that doesn't take care of themselves yes, and lets yes. everything be more important, right? Everything mm -hmm. more important than that. And I very conscientiously did not want to fall into that group. And my theory is, okay, so I'm a mom and I, I'm a dedicated mom. You know, I, I like to spend time with my child raising him. I don't outsource my parenting. Mm. Um, and I'm a dedicated wife. I really like my husband and I really like <laughs> spending time with him. You know, I'm not looking for things to do. <laughs> so I thought, you know, we're all so busy and it's so easy to not have time to take care of yourself and to just kind of let life happen to you. And I just, I really have, like I said, I have almost an allergy to that mentality. And so I think I've actually been in active pursuit to defy that tendency ever since I was conscious of it. Does that make any sense? That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, so I'm not going down without a fight, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, the, the average American, you, like you're pointing out, is going to have one of two choices. They're going to either go, go down the road that the average American is going, which is, you know, health, declining, disease, despair, or they're going to take the road that you're taking, you know, take the proactive approach. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's not easy to take that proactive approach all the time, you know, in this in this day and age, being so busy, you know. Being the mom, being the the wife, or being the significant other, right? And I know that that's that's true for myself. You know, running a practice and being you know a father. You know, we, I got three little ones, and you know, being a husband to my wife, and it does get you know you you feel the weight of that. But finding that or trying to find that balance and at least making that attempt is is you know I, I think what you're doing and what you're excelling at. You know, and, and just showing with, uh, you know, listening to your podcast, you know, and and then seeing your bio, I can see that this is this is your way of getting all the information right firsthand, right? Oh, you're so right about that, Dr. Mike, because uh, it's really, really important to acknowledge this. And a lot of people, you know, you might be listening and you think the, the, the people at the end of your earphones, they've got it all figured out. Their life is all sorted. You know, it looks great on Pinterest. That's not me. <laughs> like I struggle. I struggle every day to make the right choices mm -hmm. and the choices that will point me in the direction that I want to go in. And 
I am learning right there along with my listeners. I'm learning right there along, listening to people like you, Dr. Mike, and listening mm-hmm. to the experts. And I, you'll never hear me call myself an expert. I am somebody who, the way I like to say it is, I'm a woman who eats. I'm a woman who moves. I'm a woman who <laughs> you know has a body. And these things put me in the same category as everybody else listening. The difference is I get to pick people out of the crowd who are really, really good at something and pick their brain for 30 minutes or an hour mm-hmm. and then share that with the rest of the world and say, hey guys, this is what I'm learning. I'm struggling with this. How about you? Like, let's learn from this guy who really knows his stuff and and pick out the pieces of this that that speak to us or relate to us. And I just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And so it's, um, I, I am never, ever sitting up on a mountaintop in some lofty position preaching to people, if you do what I did, you know, that's, that's not my way. (laughs) And that's what I love about, you know, doing the podcasts as well. I get to learn alongside uh, the rest of my listeners uh, firsthand from all these, all these other experts, but um, switching gears a little bit here. uh, There's a big, big problem in our society that we're seeing today, especially with social media with work and all that kind of stuff is that people just get so inundated and so busy with stuff that their their life gets out of balance and they don't know how to prioritize things and you know we were talking earlier you know when we were chatting and and you said that you know you can you're you're you can share with us your top 10 tips for busy professionals slash busy parents you know, they don't have, like, they don't feel like they have time for themselves or focus on their health and wellness. So let's kind of go through that. Let's go through that list. Okay, I did. I put together my top 10 tips and tactics for people like your listeners, people Love like it. me. So I'm yeah. happy to share those with you guys. And it's really the fundaments of this. It's really sort of founded. My whole philosophy is founded on a couple of key principles. So a couple of those that I want assumptions that I make that I'm going to impose on you guys just for the purposes of, of these top tens is to, is, is a couple of things I want you to consider. First of all, what I touched on before is that you were made to be extraordinary. You were Mm. not designed to sort of sloth through life. That is not how we were created. It's not how our ancestors lived. And it is absolutely not our purpose. You were actually designed for a purpose and like to be excellent and to do something. So, So if we start there, it kind of forces you to break out of that tired lethargy that is so common in our day to day. And so that's, that's kind of where I like to start. But the first thing I want to talk to, this is for parents and for professionals. You do not have to have children for these to apply to you, but there is one thing that I'm going to mention kids and it's tip number one. There's no such thing as kid food. That's tip number one. (laughs) So we call, I think this is so funny, like whether you have one child that. or you just were a child, so you still refer to it that way, but people say, oh, you know, what kid food, so I'm, I'm eating my kid's food or I got to make, in any case, there's no such thing as kid food. There are two kinds of food. There's real food and there is junk food or processed food. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, the, the processed food is what they consider kids food, right? Most of Most the of time. Most of them, right? Most it's just of sad. Them. 
Yeah. And I just, I, I would just want to stop right there. There's no such thing as kid food. You, you can say to yourself, I choose to consciously feed my kid junk food or processed food um, because it's colorful. It comes in cute shapes, whatever. But at the end of the day, it falls into one of two categories. And if you change your language around it, it sometimes can help change your thinking around it. So that's mm-hmm. tip number one. Okay. Tip number two, and I'm starting with food. This, These are not all about food, but let me just digress and say it starts with food. You oh. cannot out-exercise a junk diet. Yeah, that's the foundation. I think we don't believe that, Dr. Mike. You must see this all the time, but we, we probably don't believe it because when we're like 18 and 19, well, we kind of can. We, we kind of can sort of outmaneuver just a completely junk diet, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but how long does that last? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so because because it starts with food, and frankly, I mean, just think about it this way. Your grandparents or your great-grandparents, like, did they have Gold's Gym memberships? <laughs> I mean, you, no. did they go to, did they go to Zumba? <laughs> they did. I mean, no, they just ate what was real food. They just called it food. We right. now call it real food. They just ate real food and they had almost no obesity and almost no diabetes relative to today's numbers. Exactly. I submit to you that if none of us ever went to the gym again, but we all moved to a real food, quote, diet for 80% of our existence, then the entire nation would be dramatically impacted. That's my theory. Huge. I mean, (laughs) it's funny you talk about that. My grandmother, she always laughs when we... We, we say, we know, we're buying organic food and we're going to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's to buy organic food. And she goes, that was called food in my day. There was no <laughs> delineation between the two, you know, and my grandmother's in her like uh, late 80s right now and going to her early 90s. And it's just a testament to what you're saying, her diet. Yep. And I bet she never went to CrossFit. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> and my point is, you know, obviously I like to exercise. I, I enjoy training for triathlon. I enjoy any number of activities. But my point is it starts with food. Stop thinking in terms of diet and just think real food. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, uh-oh, I'm jumping ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so tip number two, if you'll allow me to mention food again, is mm-hmm. to just not buy it. So I don't really shop at traditional grocery stores anymore, but mm-hmm. I'll shop at Costco. I'll shop at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, and I'll um, try to get as much of my stuff as I can at farmer's markets yeah. when that when that's seasonally available, mm-hmm. right? But when I go to any of those places, I do not buy it unless it is fully acceptable for me to eat it with very little exception. So I don't go shopping for my child and then shopping for me. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Because if he's got chocolate-covered pretzels in the cabinet and he goes to bed, guess who's going to take care of those for him? <laughs> right. Um, I don't. There are some things I know that uh, don't belong in my house because they don't belong in my body. And by the way, if they don't belong in your body, do they really belong in your kid's body? Mm-hmm. So, so tip number two, don't buy it. Tip number three, diets are stupid. <laughs> Right. Last time I checked, 98%, the statistics fluctuate and statistics are a little bit wonky anyway, but supposedly 98% of diets fail and the dieter actually ends up gaining slightly to a lot more weight than they had before they began the diet. 
Yeah, it's, that's what I see too. <laughs> I bet you do. So if we're supposed to not obsess about food and we're supposed to not diet, you know, then, then what are we supposed to do? Well, what I like to focus on and the people that I like to talk to talk about sustainable practices. So if you talk to like a vegetarian, they don't say, I'm dieting, so I can't eat bacon. That's not what they say. Mm -hmm. They say, no, I choose to eat this way, this style. And they might use the word diet, but they're using it with a small d, if mm -hmm. you will. Yeah. And they don't think of it as a diet, which is restriction and deprivation. They think of it as a lifestyle. So yes, yes. That's, that's the thing. What is sustainable? What can you build a lifestyle around? That's your diet. Perfect. All right. Tip number four. This sounds so dumb and so basic and so trite. You ready? <laughs> ready, ready. It is tip number four is to drink copious amounts of water. Ah. Now, why? Why would I say that? That's so dumb, so boring. And by the way, Dr. Mike, I don't know about you. I don't actually like enjoy a tall glass of water. I don't, in fact, I don't ever pour a glass of water. I'm always doing something else with it. Do you, do you struggle with that? Or are you pretty good? This is not a challenge area. You know, for you? It, 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 I'll be honest. It took me a while. It took me a while. And, um, now it's kind of, you know, when I say a while, it's been about five years. It took me about five years to get to that point where I'm like, okay, I, I actually enjoy water. But like uh, now I'm like this water snob. I'm this water connoisseur, you know, it's so like I just can't drink any type of water. You know, I think I need that actual spring water. Yeah. And I can tell you exactly where certain types of water come from. It, 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 it's getting ridiculous, you know. <laughs> it happens. It does happen. Yeah. And you start, I mean, you learn too much. You know enough to be dangerous. Yeah. Let's keep it really, really basic here and talk about why I'm suggesting something that everybody's heard everywhere. Here's why. First of all, when you are even mildly dehydrated, which is not something you can typically sense, you know, by the time you're thirsty, you're actually pretty dehydrated. Would you, do you think that's fair, Dr. Mike? Oh, You're the yeah. doctor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, most of us, many of us walk around in a state of mild dehydration and a lot of the standard American diet is water poor, not water rich. So, um, a more Mediterranean diet or other regions, you know, they're eating mm -hmm. foods that have natural waters in them. And our diet, you know, you might have, you might have an entire meal that might be a hamburger and fries and, who knows what else? And there's like like zero water content as opposed to fibrous veggies and and fruits and and that sort of thing. So a lot of us walk around in a state of partial dehydration anyway. When that happens, everything slows down. There's physiological effects, obviously. There's a brain fog effect, but even, I mean, mm -hmm. your digestion and your ability to eliminate, everything slows down mm -hmm. and it contributes to that sluggish feeling, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, a couple hacks that I have, because I don't enjoy just pouring a glass of water and choking it down. So right. a couple things that, that that have worked for me that maybe will we'll speak to somebody else out there who has who's not yet the water connoisseur that you are, Dr. Mike. <laughs> well, some people love a tall glass of water. That's great. Some of, you know, ice cold chilled water. That's great. I have found a couple things. One is I fill up a bottle of water, room temperature water, and I'll just chug it in. I'll like do, I'll do interval training with water. Like, I don't, I'll just, I'll be like, okay, I got to get some water and, and I'll chug 16 ounces, 20 ounces mm -hmm. um, of room temperature water and, and sort of check off that box and then do it again a little bit later. Another thing is I'll start my day with a couple of warm water with lemon in it. Now I hate mm. cold water at restaurants when they put the lemon in it. I just don't like that. I just, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't love it. It's a personal thing, but 
in the morning, if I make warm water with fresh squeezed lemon, it is a completely different experience. No idea why. Very, very, very good thing to do in the morning. The other thing is I'll get uh, mineral, like sparkling seltzer, not the kind with artificial flavors in them, but just, uh, just you know, mineral. What am I trying to say? Like uh, the, the Pellegrinos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The mineral waters that are sparkling, um, those are great with a lemon or a lime squeezed in them or just by themselves. Mm -hmm. And it makes it, that was a good transition when I used to drink soda. Oh, so many years ago, switching from that to, to water. So, okay. (laughs) Who, who knew I could take a basic tip and talk about it for 20 minutes. Hey, hey, you're doing great. All right. Tip number five is rather than focusing on what you quote, cannot have, Mm. It is so much more powerful to focus on what you will have. Mm. So, you know, you talk to people, Dr. Mike, and they're, and, 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 and they're like, well, I gave up fried foods and I gave up or whatever, the litany of things that they yes. don't eat anymore. Yeah. Well, I say ditch it. I mean, there are, there are a few things that I absolutely will not touch. And, and, and most of them are more chemical related for me. Like I will not consume hydrogenated oils because I don't want to die young. So yeah. right. <laughs> there, there are a couple of do not goes for me. Sure. However, my mindset is not, I will not have this. I will not allow myself to have that. On the contrary, I focus on what I need to consume in a day Mm. And it squeezes out so much of the noise, so much of that mental stress and has the very practical benefit of making sure my focus is on the things that I need like, and, and, and need to get in my body in any given day. So if I'm sitting there saying, well, I need to get, let's say, two to three liters of water in my body a day. And I like to do, I like to do a whole lot of veggies. So I'm going to try to get six to 10 servings of veggies into my day. And I'm going to try to get one to two servings of fruits in my day. And then I think, well, I need some good protein and I definitely need some fat. So, you know, you get the idea, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Well, when I'm focusing on that and kind of thinking about how I'm going to take care of that that day, or it's just a running dialogue in the back of my brain, that, that is squeezing out all of the, oh, I oh, heavy sigh, I can't have that. Or, oh, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm restricted, you know, and it's just, and it's an abundance mentality instead of a deprivation mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I find, you know, it's like telling your kids, you can't touch that. And that's the first thing that they touch, you know, like, don't do that. That's how our brains work is don't think about that. And that's the only thing you think about. And, and so if you deprive something, your body automatically craves that. You know, so you give a great, great point, you know, think about what you want. I, I interviewed this guy named George Bryant. He's amazing. Mm, uh, yeah. His his story is incredible. You heard it, right? Mm-hmm, you heard mm-hmm. it? Uh, he says, your brain doesn't hear the word not. Yeah. It just hears like, it hears the nouns. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you're like, I will not have coffee today. I will not have coffee today. This is what my brain just heard. Coffee. Yeah. Today. Ooh, coffee. <laughs> Ooh, did you just say coffee? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So... Tip number six is one that I use actually to disrupt my unhealthy patterns. So I use it to disrupt cravings or Mm. stress or any number of things. And that is, again, it sounds so basic. It is to walk or to stretch. I am like hard charging, you know, that's my personality and I'm a triathlete. I enjoy that type of sport, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So if somebody said, you know, Elizabeth, you know, if you want to get fit, the way to do it is to go walk. You know, I'm going to ring. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to roll my eyes a little bit and be like, right. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I have started to realize the benefits of that type of movement. And I have always enjoyed yoga. I'll throw something like that in once a week, twice a week. But I use I use walking or stretching. I have it serve me differently. I am not a wake up in the morning at 5.30 and go and just kill a workout kind of girl. That's just not my thing. I find that I can get up and go for a walk and get my blood moving or jump on my rebounder, which mm-hmm. I actually have next to my desk. Perfect. Um <laughs> <laughs> or do some very light yoga. And by the way, we say yoga and people, a lot of men are like, I'm never doing yoga or other people say that's not my thing. Well, it's just stretching yeah. what I'm talking about. Sure. Well, if I'm having a craving or I've eaten everything that is not nailed down in my <laughs> kitchen and I need to just break my pattern or I need to get <laughs> out and, and I take the dog for a walk or I just go walk briskly around for 10 minutes, I'm completely disrupting that pattern and hormonally lots of happy things happen in your body when yeah. you do that. Yeah. And I just can't say enough for it. And that's structurally, that's what our bodies are designed for is for bipedal movement, you know, just general walking. And it's apparent that we're not doing that, but it's also apparent that we were wanting to do that. Our body craves that actually. Yeah, exactly. And it's not about, it It doesn't need to be confused with or replace your training or your exercise. It's just another thing. Again, that abundance mm-hmm. mentality to try and fit into your day. If you say, you know, five days a week, I'm going to go walk for 10 minutes. Yeah. That's it. Well, guess what? By the end of the week, you've walked for almost an hour if you've only done it for that, that, that five days even. And it adds up. So, yeah. okay. All right. Tip number seven. Um, I won't go on and on about this one, but it's just to unplug. Huh. So I suck at this. I don't know. How about you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm guilty. I'm guilty as charged. Yep. I am not. I am a work in progress, but think of how many times your child is talking to you and they cannot see your eyeballs. Mm. Because wow. your eyeballs are That's on something one. else. I mean, think yeah. about that, Dr. Mike. Like yeah. your kid is not the kid your kid is looking at your forehead or the crown of your head and your eyes are looking at your thing that plugs in mm-hmm. and your child is learning that behavior. Mm-hmm. That is that is what they are learning as a normal interaction. My child needs to see the whites of my eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so that's a very powerful visual that I use to selectively unplug and to choose my moments where I can commit to leaving the phone in the car and going and doing something or leaving the phone in another room or putting it in airplane mode. And guess what? People aren't going to die. Like the world will continue to rotate on its axis if you are not plugged in for that 20 minute increment where you actually spend some time with a loved one. Yeah, I, I remember when my uh, my last iPhone died on me and I was supposed to go for three days without getting a new phone because then I, that's that was a time when I could go and get a new phone. And I actually went for about two weeks without having my phone on me. And I purposely just kept going on and on because I loved the feeling of being unplugged. I loved it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is how life used to be like and th- th- i mean that freed my mind for them for that small period of time and i think i'm going to go back to that 
<laughs> right. And practicing it in moments, practicing it in increments, mm -hmm. I think is uh, a huge step in the right direction. So many people are like, well, I can't set my phone. You know, I work, that's how I make my living or sure. that's, well, well, so do I, yeah. I mean, I work remotely and I also have an online business, so I, I get it, but practicing increments, telling yourself you can't practice in, in increments is, is bunk. Again, I am struggling. I am not sitting on the mountaintop preaching. However, I, I will see people go for a walk and, you know, they actually have their phone in front of their face. You're not having the same, you're not having the same experience. Right. So, okay. All right. Tip number eight is sleep matters. Ah, yeah, it does. So I am one of those people that suffered from the disease of thinking that um, being busy was like a status symbol. You know what I mean? Oh, huge. Yeah. So the I'll sleep when I'm dead and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. that type of thing. And then uh, people who know a whole lot better than I do help me understand that that's all well and good, but you're going to be invited to, to sleep when you're dead a lot sooner sure. if you're not sleeping while you're alive. Very true. <laughs> I want the energy, personally speaking, I want the energy to carry into the other activities that I have during the day. So in order to do that, like I got to sleep, but it turns out I'm not alone. It turns out that's not a personal thing. Mm -hmm. When I interviewed, and you know this guy, I'm sure, when I interviewed Sean Stevenson, oh, I yeah. think, he wrote a book about yeah. it and I, I interviewed him. I, well, actually I read the book. My great book. Uh, yeah. Really, really good tips yeah. in there. And I was like, I got to talk to this guy and I had always, I had been enjoying his podcast and so on and so forth. But when I interviewed him, I think it's episode number four. I'm not sure. He is so good at sharing the science behind it. He's going to give you the wall street journal version, right? Or the, <laughs> yeah, or the journal of American medical Association, whatever yeah, that's called. Yeah. He's going to give you that version. I'm going to give you USA today. Okay. <laughs> Here's USA Today. When you're when you're overtired, it's like being drunk. Yeah. You do not bring the energy into your day. You're lethargic, very obviously. Yeah. And you have a mental fog, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm going to invest in my sleep tank and bring that energy into the day. And he gives really, really great tips that I won't I won't dive into here, but they're awesome. Yeah. Life altering. Okay. So number nine. <laughs> we're almost there. How are we doing? Oh, we're doing perfect. Okay. <laughs> Number nine, which is make a commitment to yourself right now that now is a good time and commit to pick your increment 10 or 20 or 30, pick 10, 20 or 30 minutes of exercise a day. Every, every day, Dr. Mike, every day, every Love day. It. Here's why. Every day means you should really be able to knock it out five days a week. If you commit to seven days a week of pick your increment 10, mm -hmm. 20 or 30 minutes. If you, if you commit to that every single day and you put it in your calendar, then five days a week, you will hit a home run. So make the commitment seven days a week, pick your time slot, put it in your calendar, make an appointment with yourself. And it is shocking. And I did not believe this because I was a triathlete and I thought that I had to exercise for 90 minutes or it wasn't even worth showing up. Mm -hmm. And I am now utterly converted to the point of view that you can kick your own behind and stay in amazing shape by exercising 20 minutes a day. Shocking. It is. I can't believe it, but it's true. And I think that, that, that's what really keeps people out of the exercise regimen is they think that they have to get to that level of, you know, CrossFit. They need to do the, the 90 minute workouts and all that kind of stuff. Or 
or they, they then they go to the total opposite and they try all the different exercise fads out there and they never get they never get any wins so they figure if i don't win at it i might as well just not even do it you know and that is that is so true and i don't know about you but i've definitely psyched myself out that way before sure sure well, so I say pick your increment because some people are starting from zero and or they're the type of person that's in the car for work by 7 or 7.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then they get home and they face a house full of kid responsibilities or they're at the office until 9 p.m. or whatever. They just have a really, really demanding, demanding life. And you know what? 10 minutes might be where they are. Yeah. The last tip is something that I work on every day of my life. I'm still working on it. I can't wait to interview someone who's really good at it so I can learn from them. But that is this. Tell your brain what you want it to know about you. Oh. Isn't that a funny thing to think? Tell your brain what you want it to know about you. Very interesting. But Hmm. How many people do you talk to, men and women alike, who are so filled with the negative self-talk? Like, no wonder they never get off the sofa or put the bag of chips down. I mean, because in their head, they're telling themselves that they're not worth it. They're going to fail. They're they're already fat, so they might as well sort of commit to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, whatever tape you're playing in your head, and we all have them. If we are humans, we all have them. But when you interrupt that, go on your walk, drink your water, interrupt that pattern Mm -hmm. and say to yourself what you want your brain to know about you. Yeah. Wow. If you say to yourself, I'm extraordinary, I better start acting like it. Or I am made to be amazing. I better start living that or just, just stop with the first half. You know, I am extraordinary. It changes your physiology actually, according to research, but also it, it interrupts that voice in your head that is really honestly driving, you know, 98% of your behavior. Mm -hmm. So tell yourself, tell your brain what you want it to know about you. That's, that's interesting. I mean, I I gave a talk uh, a couple of weeks ago about um, uh, the, a psychological phenomenon called learned helplessness where they did this experiment with th- these dogs. And so they put these dogs in, in these chambers that would shock them. And there was a one, one chamber where the dogs could actually hit a lever which would stop the shocks. And then the other one, had they were in a chamber where they, they had the lever, but if they touched the lever, it wouldn't do anything. And what they found was that the ones that, found, that, that hit the lever that could stop the shocks they learned uh, that they could control their environment. And the other ones where they, no matter what they did, they would still get shocked, just kind of succumb to the shock and says, this is my lot in life. I'm going to get shocked no matter what. And then, so then when they switched the dogs and then the dogs who were consistently getting shocked and they, they, they got into the learned helplessness, they didn't even try and attempt to touch that lever. And that's what happens with our, with our psychology is we get into this state of learned helplessness that, hey, you know what? This is just my lot in life. I'm, I'm overweight. I'm sick. I'm just going to live like that. And, you know, and they, that's their negative mindset. They're not telling themselves what they want to hear. They're just telling themselves where they are. Oh, exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a great tip. Love it. Well, there they are. Those are your 10 tips. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's a comprehensive list. <laughs> you know, just listening to that, that's a very comprehensive list that, you know, that 
go back through each of those and and make a commitment. And I know for some people, you're not going to do all 10. Start with one at least and then work your way up. That's the thing about humans is we either... We either try and take on too much and then we, we, our brains go crazy or we don't do anything at all, you know. So start with one thing at a time, one step at a time, and then, you know, make that step forward. A couple last things. Tell us a little bit of, uh, more about, about your podcast, where people can find you and uh, what you got in store in the, in the future. What are, you looking, what are you looking forward to? Oh, great. Okay. Well, thank you for asking. I'll keep it really, really short. The best place to find me is to go to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, wherever you find them and search on air with Ella and I will pop right up. And then you can use the same name for the blog, the website. And the reason the, um, the reason on air with Ella.com is useful is because I do not consider myself a blogger in any way. I just use that medium to share all of the resources that the experts are providing. So if you listen to an episode like Sean Stevenson, and then he mentions a bunch of stuff that you're interested in, then the website's there to give you links to all of them so you can go get them and make your life really easy. So that's why the website's there. And then, you know what? I'm pretty active on Facebook. Facebook at On Air with Ella. But what I like about it is it's super easy to connect with people personally. So I'm everywhere. I'm in Instagram. I'm in Twitter, blah, blah, blah. But on Facebook, I'll share videos and I'll share photos that you won't see anywhere else. So that's kind of a fun place to come and hang out. Um, and then what am I excited about? I'm excited about just continuing to try to apply the things that I shared with you guys today and apply them in my own life and then keep helping people sort of rediscover them and rediscover discover themselves and rediscover their own fabulousness. And, and I am excited about the idea of interacting with more and more and more people and trying to move the needle, Dr. Mike, people like you and shows like this and, and all of the people that I'm having the good fortune to come into contact with. It just motivates me so much to maybe help other people and maybe be of service in some way. So that's what keeps me going. Do you have um, the Ironman and Kona uh, on your, on your radar? (laughs) Uh, I will be enjoying Ironman Kona from the comfort of my living room when I watch it on television. (laughs) But the longest distance that I do is a half Ironman and I have nothing but respect for people who do Ironman and I have zero interest in sharing that with them. (laughs) So if if you could leave, um, leave our listeners with one book, what would that be? Well, I did prepare for you. Now, I have a stock answer to that question, and I mean it. Let me tell you my stock answer, and then I'll give you an actual book. My stock answer is the most important book that you will read all year is the book that you apply and don't just read. Mm. And I am, yeah, I mean, this is a big, big, big insight for me personally. At the end of the day, when it comes to my business books and my health and wellness books, like that's all great. But unless you're applying that knowledge or any of those tips, then that book was cotton candy. You ate it and it disappeared. And so I'm actually culling my list of business and wellness books down to a much smaller list and really like 
pulling out a pen, reading them more slowly mm. instead of racing and, and figuring out which principles speak to me and which ones I want to apply. So the most important book you'll read all year is the one you do something with. And then that said, a book that I just want to draw to people's attention is called Little Sugar Addicts, Little Sugar Addicts. And it's for people particularly who are raising young people. And it talks about the impact that this process sugar has on them, but it's not about, I mean, who wants to read a book about sugar, right? But it's mm. actually about their behavior, oh, their yeah, very, behavior very and big. self-esteem and things that you don't understand are actually rooted in their diet. So if you have little people anywhere in your life, that's a great book. And if you don't, quite frankly, it's not like the principles are restricted yeah. to little people. So it's called Little Sugar Addicts. And I would give you the author's name if I knew how to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Kathleen and it's like Des Maisons. It's some sort of French last uh. name. I'll give it to you. So. Gotcha. Okay. It's interesting that you say that. I mean, I read um, uh, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by uh, Darren Hardy. And, and there's a part in the book where he says he he's at a conference and then this guy comes up to him. He's very excited. And he goes, Mr. Hardy, I want to tell you, you know, I was so excited about all the things that you were saying. And I went out last year and I read 32 books. <laughs> and then he turned around and he looked at him and he says, well, I would have been more excited if you told me that you read one book 32 times. <laughs> You know, and the guy just kind of looked at him and says, what? He goes, yeah, what did you apply from those books? Not you could, you, if you read it, that's fine and dandy. But what did you take from it and apply it? And then the guy just kind of just looked at him and, you know, and, and and we all fit that situation where we want to just consume, consume, consume and then not apply. And, and that's that's a huge, huge thing. Right. Is the application of knowledge is power, not just having knowledge. So. What an awesome show. So thankful for you to be here and, and sharing, you know, your 10 tips with us. Um, any last uh, last words you want to leave with the listeners? Yeah, I just want to congratulate them. I mean, they showed up. You know what I mean? So I want to congratulate you on what you're doing. It takes a lot of work, a lot of effort, and you are helping so many people, Dr. Mike. So that's just so cool. And then the listeners themselves, guys, you know, we showed up and, and you're listening and you're trying and, and life does not typically happen in big, huge, extraordinary moments. Really, it happens one day at a time, one decision at a time. So just make, make a couple great decisions today and then tomorrow make a couple other great decisions and small steps. And guess what? Those small steps and those small decisions every day, like listening to this and maybe taking one of these tips and applying it, those add up to your whole life. That's actually how it works. Perfect. So here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to go. First, you're going to go to iTunes. You're going to subscribe to Ella's show, On Air with Ella, and leave her a five-star rating and an amazing review. And then... You're going to connect with her on Facebook as well, because apparently she's sharing videos that she's not sharing anywhere else. We love <laughs> exclusivity, right. right? We love exclusivity. <laughs> and so thank you for your time and sharing with us all of your knowledge and, and, and spending this this moment with us. And we're so grateful for you. to. You bet, Dr. Mike. You guys rock. All right. You have a great day. Bye now. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.